Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast with executive coach and best-selling author, Denise Renee Green. Denise fills each episode with humor, compassion, knowledge, and pragmatism to help you transform your life. Listen in and learn how you can tame your brain, lower your stress, and become the person you were born to be. Welcome to the Work Life Brilliance Podcast. I'm your host, Denise Green. Today, I am so excited because I'm going to talk to you about probably the most important tool I teach. It's how to upgrade your thoughts, and my model is called STEER. That's misspelled S-T-E-A-R. If you learn this tool, you are going to feel better and live your best life. In an earlier episode, we talked about your brain and why it makes you so stressed. You learned that your brain only cares about keeping you alive and safe. This was all about uh, spreading our DNA. But right now, your brain doesn't care if you're happy or miserable, fulfilled, regretful, obese, healthy. So let's talk about the thoughts that happen in your brain. We think constantly, roughly 60,000 thoughts a day. We can't even help it. Go ahead. Try not thinking for 30 seconds. Go. How'd that work out? I know that wasn't 30 seconds, but I have a feeling you had a hard time not thinking. We have a cluster of cells in our left hemisphere of our brain, about the size of a peanut, according to Jill Bolte-Taylor. I like to think of it as our peanut gallery. And this group of cells is very busy making up phrases to explain what's going on in this crazy world around us. Your brain doesn't care if the thoughts it comes up with are true. It only cares about keeping you safe and comfortable. So our thoughts, again, which are just phrases your brain invents, are often wrong. Let's just take a simple example. That person this morning who cut you off in traffic. Your brain might invent a phrase that says, what an inconsiderate jerk. Or, I bet he didn't see me. Or, I bet he's late to work and feels guilty for cutting me off. All of these help you interpret But none of them is fact. We don't know. They're just inventions that feel true and that cause different emotions in us. Your brain, as a reminder, is programmed to think negative thoughts five times as often as positive thoughts. This used to be helpful when we roamed the savannah, but now it makes us angry, depressed, guilty, resentful, confused, fat, and more. Okay, so we can trick our brains. That is the good news. And you can upgrade painful thoughts. So why does this matter? What if I feel like holding on to a painful thought? I want to think that that guy's a jerk. He deserves it. This matters if you want to get great results in life because results don't just happen. It begins with a thought that triggers an emotion that drives us to take certain actions or avoid actions, and that produces our results. Let's just work through a common example of public speaking, big fear for a lot of people. So let's assume we think public speaking is terrifying and I'm no good at it. So what emotion am I going to experience? I'm going to experience fear, anxiety, dread. My brain is going to go into lizard mode. I'm going to be self-conscious. I won't make eye contact. I might speed through the content to get it over. I might stare at my documents or my slides. What results did I get? Well, I probably missed an opportunity to inspire and connect with others. And I reinforced the belief that I'm not a good public speaker. So our thoughts can drive us into a ditch, making us feel stuck. 
My model is called STEER, and I like to think of it as steering us out of the rut toward ease, confidence, and better action so we get great results. I didn't invent this concept. Neuroscientists call it reframing and say it's a skill common to the most happy, successful people. And every great coach and self-help guru has a different take on it. I like the term upgrade that my former coach, Victoria Castle, uses because we all know what it feels like to be on a plane, in coach, and walk past the first class and just wonder what it would be like if we got upgraded. And then in the rare occasions we do get upgraded, we're on the same plane, which is your life, but we feel so much better. And when we arrive, we feel better. We have better results. We're more rested. All right, so you can call this mindfulness. You can call it metacognition. But what we know is that humans are unique until proven otherwise, that we have this capacity to think about our thoughts. Now, this is hard. We have a habit of coasting along, believing that our phrases in our brain are true. If you've read The Power of Now by Eckhart Tolle, you might recall his very powerful statement that you are not your mind. Now, mind is a big concept, so I'm just going to say that you certainly are not your thoughts, nor are you your personality. Your personality is like a jacket you wear, and your thoughts are the pocket square or scarf, whatever accessory you like. And maybe your scarf is really intense, but with a little practice in the steer model, you can switch it out for something more harmonious, something more calming and mellow. So if you aren't your thoughts, your mind, your personality, what the heck are you? I offer that you are a human being with a soul that yearns to grow, improve, and burn brightly. You have this amazing brain that can't keep up with the billions of data and inputs it gets every, every day, every second, so it tells stories. It's not your brain's fault. It's just trying to help you comprehend the world around you. But if you want to achieve your dreams, you have to notice your crummy stories and upgrade them because results don't just happen. So you are entitled to think and believe whatever you want, but I ask that you notice what your thoughts are costing you. I remember my first coaching meeting with an amazing leader in supply chain for a beverage company. She was an emotional wreck. She had just got back from firing one of her star employees. The situation, now we're going to go through the STEER model, and S stands for situation. The situation was one of her employees stole from the company. The thought that she was having that was causing her tremendous pain was, he betrayed me. The emotion that was creating was anger, betrayal, resentment. And the action she was going to take as a result of these feelings and this thought was she was never going to trust anybody again. She felt stupid for trusting him and believing him. I helped her see the results, the cost of never trusting an employee again. And she instantly realized she would become an ineffective, unsafe, micromanaging leader. And that certainly wasn't what she was trying to do. So you can never change the situation. We cannot go back in time and make that employee not steal from the company. That is the situation. But we can change what she thinks about it. So I asked her to get into his shoes. What was he feeling? She thought he must have felt desperate. He's probably under a huge amount of pain, fear, regret, guilt, 
and he's probably going to jail, and he has a family. This thought brought about in her emotions of empathy and sadness, and the action it prompted in her was to reach out and see how he was doing, and to treat this as an exception and continue to trust people. The result of that was going to be she would continue on her path to becoming a great leader. She feels relief and will be the leader she wants to be, helping people grow. I have got a million stories like this. Every conversation I have with a client involves noticing and upgrading their thoughts. So let's take a really simple example. The thought, my boss is a micromanager who doesn't trust me to do good work. What emotion do I feel? Resentment. A lot of people say, oh, I feel frustration. There's always something more important and more frustrating below frustration. Find the core feeling that's causing you pain. So what do I do when I think and feel that about my boss? Well, I might complain to coworkers, friends, come home and complain to my partner. I avoid talking about it with the boss because nothing I can change, say will change him. And my results, my relationship with my boss deteriorates. I develop a reputation as a complainer who does not address issues directly. And I waste precious quality time with friends and family complaining. And then my boss learns he really can't trust me. So I have proven the original thought. So in order for an upgrade to stick, it has to meet a couple of criteria. You have to believe it, and it has to bring you relief. If it doesn't meet these two criteria, you just keep going until you find one. You can't just flip the story to its opposite. Um, That rarely works for anybody. You can't just suddenly one day say, my boss is a great leader who gives me just the right amount of support. Your brain will not believe that. Now, even though the the model is really simple, it is hard to let go of negative thoughts because of the way our brain works. Negative thoughts have not just a cost, but they have a payoff. For example, let's say you have a thought that causes you to feel resentment. What is the payoff for resentment? The payoff is you get to feel right. You get to feel superior, and that feels really good. But the cost of resentment is huge. Toxicity, poor relationships. You have to focus on the cost and find a cost that makes it worth your effort to upgrade the thought. So I have a tip. I call it the upgrade skip tip. If you are struggling to come up with a new thought that you believe in that creates relief, skip to the emotion step and ask yourself, what would I prefer to feel in this situation? For example, I would prefer to feel ease instead of stress. Personally, I always prefer to feel love but sometimes that doesn't feel accessible. So aim for an emotion that feels possible, like peace, ease, relaxed, or curious. And then ask, what would I need to think and believe in order to feel that way? So in the prior example with the boss, um, maybe we could think about curiosity or empathy. We want to feel those. That would then lead us to the same situation. My abroad, Let's say the situation was my boss did not approve my expense report. Okay, that's factual. But now the thought is, instead of micromanaging, uh, micromanaging boss, I wonder what budget pressure she's under, which creates curiosity, empathy, and it might prompt me to take an action about asking her questions in a non-judgmental tone and expressing my assumption of her good intent, just wanting to understand better. And the result is I find out what happened, so I'm better prepared the next time I send an expense report, and my boss respects me more and is more inclined to approve my expense report next time if possible. So 
Up until this point, I've been talking about upgrading pretty small, simple thoughts. But you can even upgrade the big kahuna story. The one that we all have that is a variation on the theme that goes like, I'm not good enough. We all have it. Um, I realized when I was working with Victoria Castle that mine sounded like, I will never live up to my potential, so why do I even try? Holy cow. I don't have that story anymore, but I can still remember the pain that it created in me. Anxiety, guilt, shame, defeat. It was, it was a stopper. It stopped me in my tracks. So what did I do? What actions or inactions did I take? Well, I could not read a book and appreciate it without comparing myself to the author or the TED Talk speaker and feeling unworthy. I failed to see that others looked up to me and that I was on the right path, gaining experience. So I eventually came up with this upgrade that I believed and that created immense relief in me, and that was the universe delights in me in this and every moment. With that thought, I couldn't go wrong. I could not go wrong. Whatever I was doing, the universe was delighting in me. This one also cracked me up. So that worked for me. It got me unstuck, but I had to repeat it hundreds of times, probably thousands of times before it overtook the old thought. So our thoughts are just neural pathways. You can repeat a new thought and feel it in your body and repeat it again and again until it becomes the primary thought. I once had the pleasure of working with a woman who is a leader in the financial services area in New York. On September 11th, 2001, she was too sick to go to work, and her entire team was killed. Her I'm not good enough story was, I don't deserve to be alive. I should have died that day with them. This thought was creating massive pain in her body and brain. She wanted to be rid of it, but it had a grip on her. Now, the payoff for this emotion was guilt. Guilt had her under the mistaken impression that she was doing something to pay for not being there. Guilt is sneaky. It masks as an action, but it is really just an emotion. The cost was that this story and the resulting guilt was eating her alive, and it was stopping her from fulfilling her potential. So we brainstormed. It took us about 15 minutes. I was just tossing things out. I knew she was a devout Christian, so I threw this out. I said, I am a conduit for God's grace. And she said, stop, that's it. As soon as she heard it, she believed it and she felt relief because this meant she had work to do. There was a master plan. There was a reason why she was here and meaning to her living. She needed to teach others to help with grief. She needed to bring light and love where there was darkness. So in my online coaching program, Work Life Brilliance Academy, my clients bring their painful thoughts, which I help them steer so they feel better and take better action. But it's not the situation that's painful. Remember, it's your thought about it. So while it's often helpful to do this with a partner, you can absolutely do it on your own. Start by getting really good at describing situations factually without all the subjective load. And then notice the story you're telling about it. Did your friend cancel your lunch five minutes before she was supposed to get there? That's the situation. The thought is that you think she's rude. That's not a fact. It's a thought. You get to decide what you're going to do with that free time now like maybe enjoying a meal with a great book or podcast and the most important person in your life, you. If you're having trouble upgrading the thought, remember the skip trick. 
What do you want to feel? If you want to hold on to resentment, I suggest you focus on the costs of that emotion. I would rather feel peace than superiority any day. When you get good at this, you can upgrade any thought. The first year after my car accident, my thoughts were all victim mentality. Why me? How can I get money from his insurance company? How will I ever work and earn a living? If I had not upgraded my thoughts about that incident, I would be unemployed or working in a job that wasn't meaningful. I'd be on permanent disability. I'd have a liver rotting from all the medication the doctors wanted me to take. But that accident was one of the greatest gifts of my life. It was pivotal to making me more resilient, empathetic, and health-focused. Now when I get sick, I don't ask why me. But I do ask, what imbalance is this alerting me to? And where can I go for a cure? What do I need to reprioritize? I ask you to practice daily with this one. Notice how much easier it's getting and how much more positive your thoughts become. And if you want a really good book about this, I suggest Byron Katie's book, Loving What Is. Her model is called The Work. Her stories are super powerful. And I want to leave you with this quote from Elizabeth Gilbert in her book, Big Magic. She writes, If you're going to live your life based on delusions, and you are, because we all do, then why not at least select a delusion that is helpful? Thank you so much for listening. Please come back next time for another episode of Work Life Brilliance when I talk about attracting and building brilliant relationships. And the STEER model is going to come in handy for that one too. Sending you love and light. Thanks for listening to Work Life Brilliance. If you like what you heard, the best compliment you can give us is to share this podcast with a friend. And be sure to give us some stars and a favorable review at iTunes.